Hello, welcome or welcome back to the Diet NPO podcast. My name is Zach and I'll be your host. Coming out to you live from central Illinois today on finally one of the warmest days of the year yet. I, along with everyone else here, just constantly complains about cold weather here, rainy weather there, and still nothing changes, strangely enough. So today was just a nice refreshing change because it was nice enough to do anything outside with having to put on about six layers and a hat. Also, warm weather brings different types of foods, and I am here for it. Less potatoes, less starches, and more salads and smoothies, spring seems to be here for sure. Days at the cancer center for me stay pretty consistent other than just a massive influx of patients recently. Especially head and neck cancer related, which are making up about a quarter of my current caseload there, and it is intensive. It'll be nice to get this group of patients past their treatments and try to promote other things, but today I'm promoting different information, and it's about acidosis or alkalosis. Whether you're an RD2B or someone who just wants to learn more, this pH buffer system can really confuse students if they aren't careful. We'll be working on this together, pairing it up with some solid MNT-related questions, and talking about a breakfast go-to this spring, chia pudding. Before I teach you about acidosis and alkalosis, I want to promote a channel that really helped me. Simple Nursing by Mike Linares on YouTube was really helpful for me to learn these concepts. For some, pe- for some people like myself, I really need to have a video to bring me up to speed on information instead of just reading it all off paper. When we get, a, when we get questions on the RD exam about acidosis and alkalosis, we need to understand a few things and a few numbers. Those numbers are normal pH, which is 7.35 to 7.45, normal carbon dioxide values, which are about 35 to 45, and normal bicarbonate values, which are about 24 to 28. A pH of 5 is low, meaning acidosis, and a pH of 9 is high, so that would be alkalosis. Now, how about our other ABGs, or our arterial blood gases? CO2, which we mentioned was 35 to 45 is the value we're looking at, is converted from carbonic acid. So when we retain a lot of CO2, you can kind of imagine that we're retaining a lot of acid in our blood. This occurs in a patient with very slow respiration commonly. Think of our classic patient with COPD. Their breathing is labored and very slow. That means they are, re- they are retaining too much CO2 and they're retaining acid. This puts them in respiratory acidosis because we're discussing the lungs and retaining CO2. Next, let's compare this to a teenager who's having a panic attack. They're breathing in very rapidly, right? Taking in lots of oxygen, but they aren't able to convert enough of it to CO2 to expel it from the body. So their carbon dioxide levels fall and this creates a lack of acid, therefore leading to respiratory alkalosis. See how the breathing kind of changes there. If it's acidosis, we usually see slow, labored breathing, whereas alkalosis was very fast and rapid breathing. Another example of this is why we give someone who is hyperventilating a paper bag, because the paper bag helps to trap the CO2, and so when they go and they breathe back in and inhale, they're actually going to intake some of that CO2. This helps with better pH balance by doing this. Next, we're going to switch gears to the metabolic side. 
The kidneys are king on the metabolic side. The kidneys are responsible for the excretion of one of our main buffers, bicarbonate. From simple nursing, I always learned that if the kidneys fail, acid prevails. This holds true most of the time. We can have disorders of the kidney that cause us to lose too much of our bicarbonate or our base. So if we lose too much of our base, we end up in acidosis. Conversely, if we're retaining too much of our base, or if we have lost too much of our acid, we will end up in alkalosis because of this. I always think it's helpful for a few examples. Picture a patient with kidney failure. A few things could happen. Possibly they are excreting too much bicarbonate from the kidneys, or maybe they have low urine output and are retaining too much of their acid or their urine. Remember, the normal bicarbonate levels are about 22 to 28 or 24 to 28. So if we have a patient with a pH of 6 and a bicarbonate level of 10, we know that pH sounds a little low and the bicarbonate sounds low as well. So I would think this patient would be in metabolic acidosis based on these labs. Then we have a patient who has uncontrollable vomiting. They are losing all of that acid that's located in their stomach. And as they lose all that acid, their base starts to go, or I'm sorry, their pH starts to increase. This causes alkalosis. Those two would be both good examples of metabolic acidosis and metabolic alkalosis because we're dealing with the GI tract and we're dealing with the kidneys and the metabolism. Simple, nurses, simple nursing taught me alkalosis, as in this is the vomiting of the acid and leading to alkalosis. Let's tie this concept up with a few practice questions. So for our questions today, we are going to start by talking about a 40-year-old male who presents to the hospital with hypoxia. First off, you have to know what hypoxia is, so make sure you know that means low O2 levels. He has a past history of COPD and is oxygen-dependent at home. His lab values show a CO2 of 65, bicarbonate of 25, and a pH of 6.5. Which condition does he likely present with? Well, what I like to start with here is I like to write out all these values. So I have a CO2 of 65. That's going to be considered high because my normal range is 35 to 45. My bicarb right now, that is at 25. Turns out that's about normal if I remember that correctly. And my pH of 6.5, that's actually going to be considered low. And that's going to point towards acidosis. Okay, so I know as I look through my answers and write out A, B, C, and D on the side, I know I'm going to eliminate ones that aren't talking about acidosis. So we're going to look at A, respiratory acidosis, B, respiratory alkalosis, C, metabolic acidosis, and D, metabolic alkalosis. Just like I had already said, my pH was 6.5, meaning I'm in acidosis, so I'm going to get rid of any answer that speaks towards alkalosis. That's going to get rid of answer B as well as answer D. Now I'm stuck between A and C, respiratory acidosis and metabolic acidosis. I double check my lab values and remember that my CO2 was high. That speaks towards my respiratory. 
and my bicarbonate was normal. So I'm not losing too much bicarbonate somewhere. So that would make C not a good fit since we're talking about the lungs. I check A, circle A for respiratory acidosis, and that is my best fit for that answer. Now we're gonna talk about a different patient. A patient is admitted to the hospital following toxicity to metformin, causing an acute kidney injury. Her pH, 7.0, bicarbonate, 11, and CO2 value of 40. Okay, now with this, we have to know what metformin is for. So metformin is a medication used to treat diabetes, right? And she has an AKI or an acute kidney injury. So having some decreased renal function, obviously, so decreased renal function, or kidneys aren't working so well, obviously. For these values, I'm gonna write them all out. I have a pH of 7.0. If I recall, 7.35 to 7.45 is my normal value. So I'm gonna go ahead and just write to the side that is low acidosis. I have my bicarb, which is 11. If I remember, it was about 24 to 28 or 21 to 28 for bicarb. So this definitely sounds low. That would probably speak to losing lots of base or possibly acidosis. Let's see what these other ones. And then CO2 is 40. And actually, if I remember, it's 35 to 45 for normal CO2. So I'm gonna say that's about normal. Write my A, B, C, and D to the side of my answers and go through each. Same answers as before. Respiratory acidosis, respiratory alkalosis, metabolic acidosis, metabolic alkalosis. If I remember my answers here, a pH of seven indicated acidosis, as well as a bicarbonate of 11, meaning I have a low amount of base, probably gonna have a high amount of acid as a result. So I'm gonna get rid of any that say alkalosis again. It'll be answers B and D. Then I'm stuck between A and C, which is respiratory acidosis and metabolic acidosis. I know in respiratory acidosis, that's usually caused by like slow respiration, high retention of CO2. So CO2 would usually be high, and right now it's normal. So I'm gonna go ahead and cross that off. It doesn't seem like a good fit. Let's see about C, metabolic acidosis, has a kidney injury, decreased renal function, low pH, low bicarb. I think that's the best fit, and it is. Lastly, on the what's eating you segment, I'm attempting to figure out chia pudding a bit better. Chia seeds are a great source of fiber as well as omega-3 fatty acids. And I'll take chia seed pudding in the morning frequently if I just packed it the night before. The ingredients I usually use are two tablespoons of chia seeds combined with a half cup of milk, a dash of stevia, and then maybe a small handful of raspberries, blueberries, or strawberries diced up or crushed up. And I would consider it a good-sized meal for a snack or a first feeding of the day because breakfast is usually my lightest meal of the day anyway. So if you have a chia seed recipe that you think is better, be sure to post it and show me up for sure. Follow me on Instagram at Zach underscore snacks, DM me with details or tutoring needs, and hey, you have a great day.